What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Lucky Titan podcast. And today I have a really awesome guest for you guys. So this is a guest that I have been really looking forward to bringing on. He's a friend, he's a client, and honestly, one of the best what I would say just presenters on how to have crucial conversations in business and relationships and everything. He's partnered with the authors of the book, Crucial Conversations, and knows some of the most successful people on the planet has worked with them, helping level up their mindsets and scale their own businesses as well. So in this interview, we're going to deep dive into really how to set expectations within a relationship. Now this, again, we're really heavily leaning towards business relationships in this, but it can be applied into personal relationships as well. So we're going to deep dive into that into how to set agreements with other people of how how you agree, how you disagree, how you can work together on these things. And we're going to give you some solid actionable steps you can use right now to basically relieve a lot of the pressure that comes from running a company. So very, very excited to do this interview. Cannot wait for you guys all to meet Greg Stevens. So right before we hop in, though, I want to share one quick message from my sponsor. So for those of you who haven't heard of Repurpose House, this is one of the best companies out there for actually taking your content that you have, you've already produced, chopping it up and repurposing it and shoving it all across the internet. This is the, the content style that people like Gary Vaynerchuk and these sort of people employ. And the truth is a lot of people look at people producing content consistently and they're like, how do you keep up with it? And the truth is they just do one or two things a week, maybe maybe even once a month where they'll record an hour worth of content. And then they send it to people like Repurpose House. And this company will actually take, chop up that content, distribute it on social media so you can have an active presence across all these platforms and really take advantage of the content that you produce. So if you want a discount and to skip the line, just jump right to repurposehouse.com forward slash Titan. They were kind enough to give us a fantastic um, discount and everything for you guys to help you uh, pass the uh, or jump to the front of the line. So cannot wait to have you all go check them out. Please go over there and support them and support us as well. We appreciate you all have a fantastic day. Now let's hop into the interview. All right, everybody, we are here with Greg Stevens. So very excited to have him here with me. And you probably already heard this in the intro, but I wanted to just kind of give you a reason why I wanted to bring Greg on. Um, first and foremost, he really doesn't need a great reason because he's an awesome guy. But uh, Greg and I have been friends for almost a year at this point. Uh, we've done business together. Greg's just an awesome guy. And and he's got such a great viewpoint on honestly just crucial conversations if you've ever read the book so he's got a really good viewpoint on that but secondly he's done business in such a unique way it's it's something i wanted to bring him in to discuss this with all of you of how he's grown his own company but also what he does you know as as per usual on an interview we like to highlight what they do but i also want to dive into to greg's company so greg first off say what's up to everybody and we'll hop in Hey, everyone. And uh, Josh, thanks for having me on the show. Really appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, I am as well. Thank you so much for uh, for coming in. Very, very excited. So, yeah, Greg, I've been thinking about this interview a lot uh, pre-interview of like, where I know so much about you. I'm like, where do I start with you? And and there's two different big areas I want to cover. And, And first off is, you are in the door with some of the world's most successful people. I mean, most of these big name leadership authors, management authors know your name, work with you. Tell us the story. How did you get in the door with people like that? Well, it really came from, I had a, uh, a career in sales for years with a pharmaceutical company and decided to go out on my own and met some people along the way that 
really helped my career. I, I used to teach man-woman relationship uh, programs to the public. And one day a gentleman came to me and I'd met him and his name was Hayden Hayden. And I met him through some other programs we went to. And we decided to go up to Dallas to take this class called Path the Dialogue. And I'd never heard of it. And on the way up there, we were just tired of kind of coaching on our own. And so we decided to create a partnership for a couple of it lasted a couple of years. But we started a partnership and we went and took this class called Path the Dialogue. And it ended up being later crucial conversations and really didn't go in thinking I would be a uh, part of this. I just knew I needed to get better at communication. Then they had a program where we could become an associate. And this is before they ever wrote the book, Crucial Conversations. So a couple of years and later, they changed. you what year this was, Greg? This was 2000. This is 2000. Okay. January of 2000. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. I was just kind of curious. I'm like, I think Crucial yeah. Conversations was written early 2000s, wasn't it? About 2003, like I think it was. Yeah. 2003, I think. Yeah. And uh, so they changed the name of it from Path the Dialogue to Dialogue Smarts because at that time they were called Vital Smarts. And so they had the training for another year and a half, two years, like uh, by that name. Then they wrote the book Crucial Conversations and everything started to blossom from there. And so I was around the authors before and there were probably about 60 to 70 what they called associates. So we were out there selling their product. Uh, teaching it. And I thought, you know, if I'm going to teach it with people at this level, I need to practice it. So I had this weird idea. I'm going to go out and clean up all my past relationships so I could prove to my participants that I was actually doing the work that I'm asking them to do. And it took me nearly two and a half years to go clean up all those relationships. But I use those stories in my training and uh, but I got I've gotten to rub shoulders with some of the uh, greatest people uh, in learning and development I could find. And also the master trainers with Crucial Learning now are some of the uh, best trainers I've ever encountered, because one of the things I love about Crucial Learning, they allow us to make the class our own if we're a master trainer. So uh, they give me license to uh, follow the material, but also share a lot of my stories and engage with people. I got in this work to really make a difference for people in communication and relationships. And I just, uh, I landed here by just sheer going out and doing this work. And I didn't know anyone in the field when I first started. Um, I nearly starved for a while <laughs> as I was trying to come up as an entrepreneur, didn't know how to do any of, uh, I'd never even trained publicly. I have to tell you, this is kind of an interesting story. I, my first public training that I did with uh, uh, dialogue, uh, well, Pat the Dialogue, which ended up being Crucial Conversations, was with IBM in their leadership program. Wow. A lady named Vera Cruz in Austin set it up, but she had faith in me to do it. And uh, from there, I just fell in love with training and development and trying to help people be better communicators. Yeah. See, you know, okay, this is really interesting. I want to highlight this about your story because what a lot of people think is that they have to be the number one. They have to be the person to go out and launch a company. And the way that you did, you did it is actually the way that my brother Tyler has done it. He said, Hey, I want to find somebody who is going somewhere and I want to ride with them until I've, I've really figured out what I, what I'm good at, what my skill sets are. And then he can diverge and go off and do his own thing. Right. Because he's, he's learned the skills, but all the while he's still got that 
security blanket, if that makes sense. Almost like a, a uh, right. you probably weren't given a salary in your case, but like it's so cool because <laughs> you were able to identify something that was going somewhere and write it up and then be able to branch off and do your own thing successfully as well. Just really, really cool. And I think a lot of people when they when they come at entrepreneurship in general, they think that it's all about like having the right product and and you know perfect execution and perfect sales. And everybody I talk to who's successful, they're like, it's it's twenty percent hard work, eighty percent timing. And yeah, and figure yeah. like just making sure that you're in the right opportunities that so that the timing can pan out for you. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's showing up. You got to show up. If you don't show up, nothing's going to happen. And when you do show up, it's amazing how uh, life actually gives you the answers that you need, usually not in the timing you want. That's what I found. Typically, when our fast-paced world, we want things really quickly, but real growth and development doesn't happen really quickly. Uh, it takes right. time. It takes uh, uh, some work and some pain. And in our world today, a lot of people want to avoid that pain. You avoid the pain, you avoid the lesson. And yeah. So Absolutely. that's one of the things, you know, being an entrepreneur, there's a lot of times I'm like, why didn't I just stay working for someone else? But I want, wanted the autonomy that we had. I also knew that it would require some mastery on my part. And that's a challenge to me. I, I always like to... I, I'm a coach, but I love to be coached. I love feedback. I love to sharpen myself. Yeah, I love that. And that's, it's well worth it. And truthfully, I, I just don't think you can get to the top without being coachable. You know, it's, it, so I know for myself, that's actually a really difficult thing for me. My personality type, if you're in, into like the disc assessments, I'm a DI. So I'm really mm -hmm. people centric. But if I give too much into my D side, I go, um, and I go through and like, I'm not coachable. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I leave fire Absolutely. behind me if I'm not careful. <laughs> and I really uh, care about the people, but I'm more about like getting quantity of people around me instead of focusing on the one and having to to step back. So it's it's always interesting um, well, to see people who naturally have that ability to be coachable. You know? Yeah. Well, and that's another thing because I work with executives, and there's a myth that goes around that the higher you go up in the organization, the better communicator you are. And that's not true. No, no. Uh, I no, find yeah. some executives that are excellent communicators, others that need help with it. And that's why I feel I always have a job. And, you know, my mastermind right now is uh, for executives and also coaches who actually, uh, I, I tell people all the time, I don't want your people as uh coaching project for years or to work with them. I want them for 12 weeks to teach them those difficult conversations, how to handle those. And at that point, take your, your coaching client back because I'll teach them those skills they need for those difficult conversations. But so often uh, there's an idea that, you know, oh, you've made it to this level. Most people go, oh, I'm good at communicating. Well, how many conversations have you put off? That's the big right. one. Most people, you know, oh, I don't have many difficult ones. Well, most of the time, the reason that is, is you're not talking about things. You sweep right. it under the rug. Yeah. Yeah. You just decide so, it's not worth the the time or whatever, and then you move move past it, but it just needles you. That's amazing. Yeah. It's funny. I Every time I talk to you, Greg, is I'm like, man, I still have like two conversations I've put off for years. Like. I just need yeah. to read the book, go through your program and, and do it. Cause it, it's not even that they're going to be you. It's sometimes those conversations where, you know, it's not going to end badly, but you just don't want to have it. You know, it's, yeah. it's 
It's an interesting, well, interesting. We trade, we trade our results for comfort and right. we think it's comfortable, but think about, like you said, that year, two years, think about how that's been on your mind. What if you went in and had it in 15 to 20 minutes? That's right. done. You don't have any of that weighing you down. And that's what I tell people all the time. It's going to be uncomfortable. You get to decide how long you want to be uncomfortable. Right. That's the key. Is it 20 minutes or is it two years? You get to, you get to be that, uh, that choice maker. Yeah. But, well, but and Greg, yeah, but that's it. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, was, I, was, I just for the sake of time, I want to move forward with this. Yeah. One of the most crucial conversations that an entrepreneur has is the sales conversation, right? And a lot mm-hmm. of the people listening to this are um, they're coaches who who are kind of in your same realm, right? So they they're wanting to work um, on a corporate level. They're, they're wanting to either consult or or to coach or train on um, something that's more of a people skills, like a soft skill versus a hard skill. And the my curiosity with this is how are you going about? selling something like this when the ROI conversation comes up. Um, because I, I have seen this over and over and over again with our, with our clients where they're, they're trying to sell something that is so good and so needed and everybody knows they need it, but they're never willing to put their money behind it. Does that make sense? Right. It's right. I'm kind of curious how you've, you've helped people to work through that in their own minds to be willing to invest in something like this. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is you got to understand for them to put the money out, it's an emotional conversation rather than a logical one. So you've got to get them in touch with what it's costing them emotionally. And uh, also many people, since it's a blind cost, they don't think about it. Uh, Crucial Learning has a great ebook that came out last year and they started a survey back in 2005 and they asked people, how much does it cost you? You know, if you put a conversation off, you don't have one. They looked at lost time. They looked at uh, uh, avoidance. They looked at mistakes and things like that. In 2005, it was $1,500 per conversation you put off. Wow. By 2015, that number had grown to 7500 And last year, it showed $10,000 for every conversation. It cost your organization. You put off and lost time. Uh, benefits, all the different pieces. And that's the lowest one. It could go up to 50,000 based on where you may be in the organization. But people don't see those costs because, and they're blind to that, but they don't see what it does to the relationships. It doesn't see, at the end of the day, people are going to give you their discretionary effort or they're not, that extra effort. And they give it to people they have good relationships with and you communicate, you can be open and honest. When people hold on to things, they take that baggage with them and it weighs them down and they avoid those conversations and you don't get anything done. And people wonder why they remain stuck, have their wheels turning. That's the conversation you can begin to talk about. That's a logical view of it. But when it comes down to it, most people don't want to say, oh, I've I've got my communication. I, I know how to do that. No, we're asking them to step into an uncomfortable situation when I'm teaching these things. There's no getting around that. Most people aren't going to go. Most people want to sit and watch television, eat chips, <laughs> getting to the gym early in the morning and doing that hard workout. A lot of people don't want to do that. That's what you're asking them to do. You're asking them to do that heavy lifting in their relationship arena. And it is a hard sell. And so people have to be ready for the conversation, though, because not everyone can use this, but not everyone is ready for it. 
Right. Well, you know, what's so funny about this, actually, you just sparked a thought because last, so last year, um, I, I had an external accounting firm doing, um, our books for our company last year or up until last year. And one of my partners is actually a CPA. He just didn't have the time to do it. So we were outsourcing it to the firm that, that he worked with. And he, but we, we had all these, I didn't realize we had so much money sitting in receivables because I wasn't really keeping a track, keeping track of it. And my partner, we, we had made enough money at this point. We're like, Hey, it makes sense to just bring you over at this point. He's making enough out of his cut. He's like, I might as well just quit and get an extra salary over here. And we're like, sweet. So we move him over within two weeks, just having him go have those. Cause there were two people I knew for a fact, like hadn't been paying. And I'm like, I don't know how to go about this being like the CEO, but he came in and had those mm-hmm. conversations because he had been trained on how to have a financial, a financially crucial conversation. I think he brought us mm-hmm. in $80,000 in two weeks. So it came out to be out of like yeah. receivables and, and I was, so that's why I, it's tracking a lot with what you're saying about the direct ROI with it, because truthfully, it probably would have taken me another six months to a year to like get up the courage to actually be the one to go and have that conversation. If ever, a lot of the times I'm like, ah, oh, whatever, it's just money. And I just sweep it under the rug. But that, that, that that's a pretty yeah. detrimental decision if that's happening consistently in a company. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And I have uh, executives that hire me to spot coach around difficult conversations they need to have. So they'll call up and say, Hey, I've got to have this conversation with my board or something. How do I, how do I frame it? And I teach people how to frame that and then how to man first, how to manage your emotions in that space. But where do you take it in that dance? Because any conversation can go any different way and you got to know how to manage your emotions first and then create psychological safety for others second. Uh, but most people don't, I find, you know, people say, oh, you need, just need to go have the conversation. But if you don't have the skills to do it, it is a skill set and you can develop it. But if you don't have the skills, it can be a career ender sometimes. And I tell people all the time, you want to be seen when you go to your boss or you go to your board or whoever, you want to be seen as an advocate, not an adversary. But that means you've got to be candid and respectful. There's a lot of dancing you have to do because there's a lot of steps to, to the process of doing it effectively. And you don't know what steps you're going to use until you get in there. It's more like a toolbox a contractor coming into your home and looking at something and saying, Oh, I've got this tool for it. I've got this tool. You need to be able to be uh, flexible like that in your conversations. Yeah. I love that. Well, and and let's, let's give my, my people here, my audience here, some uh, actionable advice because what's, what's one crucial conversation you feel that nobody has really pursued. Does that make sense? Like the the common crucial conversation most people haven't, haven't had. This one thing will help you so much. It's setting up agreements in your relationships. What would it be if you started setting up agreements with your spouse around how money is spent? We typically have assumptions about how we'll spend money or how we'll uh, discipline the kids or things like that. We never have clean cut agreements. So for instance, your boss, let's say someone's out there, How many of you have really sat down and sat down with your boss and talked about how you'll talk about your disagreements? Do you want me to be a yes person or would you like my honest opinion? And how would you like that given to you if I disagree? Private, in a group, whenever it happens. Uh, Another one we don't talk about during that conversation is how do you define respect? 
Because Josh, if I'm talking with you, you probably want me to treat you with respect from how you define it, not how I define it. And so I'm guessing until we have a conversation, most of the time I can guess right, but we typically don't know until that moment gets stressful what that really looks like. It's when that stress hits, everything goes south. And like Ron McMillan said, he said, respect is like air. You don't notice it until it's gone, but then that's all you notice. And so in that moment, what do I do with you? If you're my boss, I feel disrespected. Can we have a conversation about how we'll talk about that? But most Mm -hmm. people, oh, I could never do that. Well, if you don't, I, I live my life by this mantra, everything in my life, I create, promote or allow everything in it. If I created it, I promoted it or I allowed it. A total responsibility. So my relationships are of my making. If I have relationships that they're not honest, where have I allowed that? Where have I created that? I have to own that. And I have to be able to learn how to speak my truth respectfully, not as an attack. Uh, Again, seen as an advocate, not an adversary as you're having these conversations. And I'd say setting up agreements with your spouse. Yeah. Right. Well, and let me ask you this. So when it comes to agreements with this, you're you're not really talking about, you know, having a written contractual agreement about (laughs) communication. You're you're talking more of like, let's have an actual discussion and agree upon this is how we want it to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not talking about like on uh, Big Bang Theory, the Sheldon contract agreement that he does with his roommates and things like that. No, I'm talking about having a conversation about what's it look like when we're trying to discipline the kids. What does that look like? Or is there a amount of money I need to check in? Because when you're married, your money is different than when you're single. Have you had that conversation? Another thing is many people in their lives, their kids become, come out, become college kids or get out into the real world. I think you have to have a set of agreements of Kind of how are we going? How's our relationship going to look now? Because otherwise, you're battling for that whole thing you don't understand. It just puts it in where you can begin to talk. And people always think because uh, we talk, teach dialogue, and people come in and want to fix things. I tell people, dialogue is not going to fix anything. What dialogue does, it's the first step in understanding what needs to really be fixed. And until then. Phase. We're yeah, we're guessing, and until then, we can't move forward on the right pro- on the right problem or the right issue. And many times, it's a relationship issue first. Then it's the problem that we see. But most of the time, there's a relationship issue underneath. I don't trust you. I don't feel respected by you. That that affects everything that we do in a conversation, no matter what yeah. the task is. See, and, and Greg, I wish we could talk about this. All day. I mean, I'm so I'm so intrigued by these. I mean, just these little tips. I'm over here scribbling the notes because I'm like, I don't think I've had that discussion with my partners. We just had actually a pretty difficult conversation with both partners. Um, we've had two in the last week, actually. And it wasn't even a big disagreement, but it was the first time where we've really had our views were really pretty polar opposite on each other. And it was on a pretty big decision. And we were like, wow what are we going to do about this? You know, and, and they have both just agreed to say, well, Josh, you're the majority shareholder. We're going to defer to you. But that's also not, in my opinion, even being the person who gets his way all the time, it doesn't feel like a healthy way to run a partnership. So it is the first time we've, we've really had a moment where we're like, wait, we need to, we need to actually discuss this. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
interesting. Well, what you're, what you're also, you're, you're the best thing your people can do is to challenge you because that sharpens you. And just because it's your way doesn't mean it's the best way. What I typically find, Josh, are you clear thing you need to get clear on there? Are you battling on strategy or purpose? Most of us are battling on strategy, but when we start to go back to the purpose, then we can start to look at something together. That's when breakthroughs happen because we start to put both of our strategies aside and find a third or fourth strategy that works for both parties. But it takes us defining that purpose before we can ever do that. Yeah, interesting. Well, and so... You know, Greg, we do have to wrap up the interview here, but I want to ask a couple final yeah. questions. So first and foremost, for those who are listening to this show, um, Greg has an incredible show called A Shot of Inspiration. You can go see it on iTunes, Spotify, pretty much any platform. And then he's got an incredible company called Alignment Resources. If you go to alignment-resources.com, it's a fantastic place to start getting more help on these crucial conversations. And, and I want all of you to ask yourselves one question today, which is, what's one conversation I've been putting off? for a long time that's bugging me. And this doesn't have to be in business. This could be in personal life. This could be like a family member. I wish Greg had all the time in the world to tell you the story, but he had, he had a really crucial conversation with a family member that I think was, you said seven to 10 years, something like that in the making. And it was, it was a life changer for you. And, and, and I, again, I wish I had time for you to tell a story, but I think that there's a lot of benefit for, uh, for that. So, so look back on your, your relationships and, and what conversations you're not, um, you're, you're not reaching out and actually implementing. So go check out alignment-resources.com. And now, Greg, you've given us two rock solid, really useful piece of advice. Number one, which was, um, you know, setting up agreements in your relationships, which I love. And then the second one was, um, I, I love this phrase, like everything in my life, I either create, promote, or allow. Those were two really awesome points. And I hope everybody will, will deep dive in those. Can you give us one final point that you feel like every person ought to know when it comes to handling crucial conversations? Yeah, and I truly believe this. Nothing's impossible around a relationship. You're bigger than the circumstances and the issues you face. What I find is you might need the skills to be able to do it. Because just the willpower doesn't do it. There's a technique. There's things you have to know. So go read a book. Learn those techniques. Practice them. Just because you learn them, understanding doesn't take you there. Practice. Go out there. Step into that unknown. And it's it's frightening because there's a lot at stake there. And I understand that. But I've you don't get to have a breakthrough until there's conflict. Most of you want breakthroughs in your relationship, but you're avoiding your conflict. You have to be able to lean in and effectively and talk through that conflict in a healthy way.